0: With over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 177. And today... We're going to be talking about the important relationships that every instructional coach encounters. That is right. We have so many different people that we encounter each and every day. It's almost as like we sing that these are the people in your neighborhood song. Remember that one? We talk to teachers. We talk to students. We talk to principals. But you know what? We also have great relationships with our IT staff, our central office staff, maybe our superintendents. Today, we're going to be deep diving into each of these relationships as we figure out how to build a strong instructional coaching program. With me, as always, is Sue Vincent. Sue, how are you today? How are things going over at Tech Imaginations?
2: They are going great. We're surviving these winter weeks here in January. I've always said I've been a teacher for how many ever years, and I have never been a January fan snow and sickness even before the pandemic there was always flu outbreaks so January is just hard I
1: completely agree but you know what one of those things about January is it's a time to reconnect you're back from that break you do have these little like we just had a Monday holiday off we've got a few you know holidays coming up soon this is that opportunity to reconnect with teachers reconnect with your supervisors your all these important people And that's why, Sue, it is so important that we as tech coaches or instructional coaches reconnect with each other. Now, the best place to do that is on our social media networks. We just relaunched last week a brand new network, a brand new membership site called our TeacherCast Instructional Coaches Network. Sue, I'm still getting used to saying that. Of course, you might have heard us talk about our Tech Coaches Network. We decided to put both of these networks onto Facebook and linkedin so if you head on over to askthetechcoach.com you can find the links to our instructional coaches network we've got a healthy uh what are we up to right now about 160 170 yes. instructional coaches it We're blew to up
2: 200.
1: in our first week our first week on Facebook, we had so many great conversations about screencasting yes. and and what were our screencasting tips. And that led us into last week's episode, all about video production, how to make video tutorials. Well, Sue, this last week, we talked all about this very topic of relationships. Yes. I was amazed at the great conversations we had because, you know, no matter what kind of an instructional coach you are, you have... Different relationships that need to be formed with the variety and various people that are in your district.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Different and different types of relationships with those different people. It's a huge thing. And we've talked about it a lot on this podcast before. But like Jeff said, we're going to deep dive into each of these separate ones as we have our conversation tonight.
1: Why are these relationships important, right? Most people think, hey, you're a coach, get into the classroom. Thanks. Why is it important to form meaningful relationships outside of the classroom as well as inside the classroom?
2: Well, obviously, as a coach, they're not going to accept you if you don't form some sort of outside relationship. You know, They're just going to be, oh, there's that other person walking into my classroom, writing stuff down on a piece of paper or just taking note in their head. What are they going to go tell the administrator? And until you establish that outside relationship, and let them know what you're there to do and what your specific role is, which is to help them to be a more efficient and effective teacher, they're not going to accept you until you build that relationship.
1: And it ain't easy, right? You are the uh, mouthpiece sometimes for district initiatives. You are the vehicle in which the principal's uh, vision of education is supposed to be brought through. But you're also the advocate for the student. And we're going to deep dive into all of these things. but. I think a coach's job, the more I get into these projects, the more I get into my leadership classes, I mean, yes, you're hired by the district, but you really are the advocate for the student. The student needs to learn these skills. The teacher may or may not be able to provide those skills. Your job is to teach the teacher about the skills that the students need to learn.
2: Absolutely. You know, we go through all of these best practices in education, whatever, If we will, the latest trend is or whatever the requirements are from your district, you as a coach are part of carrying that out to ultimately affect the student in the long run. So if if you need to equip that teacher with the skills that they need to equip the student, it's just a domino effect as you move forward.
1: So the question always comes up of who's setting up these relationships, right? I mean, it's easy to say that a coach should be setting these relationships up and, you know, setting the expectations of what's happening in the classroom, et cetera. But it isn't always up to the coach to set these relationships up, is it?
2: Oh, no, not at all. You know, in my experience, I rely heavily on my administrators to be a champion in that area of You know, making it known that I am here and then encouraging the teachers to do what they need to do to speak with me, meet with me, work with me, and then I can go in behind and develop those relationships. And I've had very good luck in both school systems I've been a coach in. What about you, Jeff, in that area?
1: I've had positive uh, relationships. I've also had uh, rough starting relationships. You know, I'm in a wonderful position right now where our district administration gets it. They understand why coaches exist, how coaches exist, and they give us the flexibility to have those things. For instance, you know, our IT department, which, you know, very important for coaches and teachers and students to get to know and get to be a part of. But. We are going to talk a little bit today about why the coach and the IT department should really be you know, hand-in-hand, hand, one-to-one with all of these things. Let's talk a little bit about all this here. When it comes to coaching, we're going to look today at uh, six different relationships. Coaching and teachers, coaching and library media specialists, coaching and building administrators, coaches and central office administrators, Coaches and the IT department. And then I think the most important one coaches and the students. And, you know, we say we wear very different hats and we can wear a different hat every five minutes. But each of those different positions that we interact with every day, you need to be able to talk to them. You need to be able to hit the altitude that they're on and be able to change the way that you're speaking to and speaking about things uh,
2: extremely quickly, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And you have to have, and it takes experience. Like we've always said, very long experience. Sometimes I've been doing this for years and I'm still learning how to talk to some of these people, you know, when it comes to the administrators and central office people, you just have to get to know the staff. Sometimes if you have people over you that you're trying to build that relationship with, such as central office You know, you just have to get to know them like you get to know the students.
1: And you just mentioned it. You said over them, right? And and one of the issues is everybody in this – conversation today has a different place on the organizational chart sometimes two or three of these people could have the same place on the organizational chart with different titles for instance if a coach and an IT department um, have the same upper that's a you know that's a cousin relationship if you will (laughs) versus being a, a brother sister relationship or an aunt uncle where Okay, you know, the central office person doesn't have to interact with me, but I need to know what's going on so I can be your advocate. And really, you know, one of the quotes that we used here on our recent blog post about this topic, which I thought was interesting, was from the late great Harold Ramis, which basically said nothing reinforces a professional relationship more than enjoying success. Oh, wow. Yes. You know, the fact that we're all here together, we're all here to support each other. We're all here to advocate for each other. So important that we think of this as a successful team, not I'm working against you or I'm doing my thing and you're doing your thing. So let's just kind of talk about these different relationships, what each can do. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you want to have more information, we do have a full blog post um, over on askthetechcoach.com, as uh, we've been talking about for the last few weeks. This whole uh, show and blog post is part of a series of things that I'm working on for my administrator project, all about coaching and uh, coaching groups and coaching departments. So look for more information about that. But um, all of the links are going to be in our show notes over at Ask the Tech Coach, episode 177 Sue. coaches and teachers right let's talk about the easiest thing coaches yes. and teachers have a, uh, a a supportive relationship um i hope
2: right yeah and kind of back to the family analogy it's almost that brother to sister sister to sister and so on almost like a big brother to a little brother or vice versa big sister to a little sister the coach can be almost like that Big brother, big sister, not in a bad way of, oh, we're watching over you, but just as a support, just like in a family where a big sister will guide that little sister and, you know, let her know the ropes and pull her along and be that leader. And that's what a coach and a teacher relationship should kind of be about.
1: Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if the coach is a subordinate of the principal or a subordinate of the central office, just, you know, de- greater department staff. It really is that coach that's supposed to be saying, look, this is how things could work in a classroom. This is how you can bring in digital learning skills, as you said. A mentor is sometimes a hard word to say, uh, depending, you know, sometimes coaches are in their 20s and a teacher's in their 50s, right? Yes. Like th- those are hard things to put together, but, but really the coach is there to support what's happening for the teacher. A coach is there is to be that guide sometimes on the side, sometimes in the classroom, sometimes in the break room depending on where you have your you know your, your planning yes. meetings and stuff like that. but the coach really is able to help bring the curriculum to life. Right? They're there to grab, re- uh, grab resources, to help out with planning, uh, to be a second pair of hands if needed, to, to teach skills that maybe a teacher is uncomfortable with, and also to inspire. Right? We talk about that a lot here on the show. A coach's job is to inspire a teacher to try something different.
2: Exactly. Inspire them to become better, more productive, more effective. And, you know, I like the quote um, in the blog post, um, as Jeff wrote it out, the coach doesn't always need to be that guide on the side, but a sage on the stage. You know, the coach can be in the back of the room observing, taking stuff in, but get in there with the teacher, especially if you've developed that pre-relationship, you know, ask them, hey, can I show you, let's do the, I do as the coach, let let me do it first, then we do, let's do it together and then have teacher do it themselves. That's always been a huge cycle that's worked well for me as I try to mentor and guide teachers.
1: So we've talked a little bit about what a coach can do for a teacher, but let's flip that for a second here. What can a teacher do to support a coach?
2: Wow. Being open-minded is huge. And, you know, that seems to be where... I guess personally, I feel the most effective when I do have an open-minded teacher and they're ready and willing for that help. But then also, you know, there's those times where it may not always be the teacher that's keen on letting you in the room all the time. But then they come back, find you in the hallway or just send you a quick email. Hey, you mentioned that thing in your tech tip video that week and I gave it a try and it really worked for me. So that's huge, too, to make you feel like you are making a little difference, even though that teacher may not be as keen on letting you in the classroom.
1: I I agree. And, you you know, they always say that a principal earns their living in the grocery store. Right. One parent sees another parent in the aisle and says, oh, that school is great. That school is not great. Right. Well, a coach earns their living in the break room. Right. Because two teachers are going to sit down for lunch and they're going to say, oh, my goodness, that coach of ours, good job or not a good job, right? Like, like, you know, it is all word of mouth. So I always look at it and say, you know, the best thing that a teacher can do for me is share the wonderful things that are happening, right? Um, because you know the other stuff is gonna get out there, right? But if a, if, a, if a teacher goes to their other fourth grade teachers and says, hey, we just did this great lesson, you should try this too, or goes to the principal and says, hey, Sue's been working with me, it's been awesome any of those little pat on the back high fives is important right so many
2: many times you know i've worked with a teacher and i don't know how they've taken it sometimes but then i'll hear from the principal how much they were excited about it and i'm like oh thank you for sharing the principal shares and maybe not the teacher in turn yep
1: Yep. And, and and you never know right because a principal might walk in the room and say oh i see that sue's doing this great thing but the coach isn't anywhere to see that So, you know, you never know what the impact you have is sometimes until you turn around. Let's take a quick left turn here and talk about one of my favorite parts of this show and the blog post, the coach and LMS or library media specialist relationship. For me, this is one of the most critical. I think that the coach and the library media specialist really should be Uh, constant right like I know in the school that I work at my LMS and I we share the same office well I I took over his library let's just be honest with it but we're constantly working together we're constantly talking you know he's the only one that I don't quote you know take notes on of when I work with him because we never stop working together you know I'm always looking at him and seeing what he's doing he's always asking questions I'm lucky We have a really good relationship. And in my district, like our coaches and LMSs, they work hand to hand. You are both a coach and an LMS. So I'm interested in, in knowing your thoughts on this. Why is the coach and library media specialist job so vital to be completely in step with each other?
2: Well, from my experience as a library media specialist in my previous district, before we had even instructional coaches of any kind. I was a library media specialist. So I was that person. I was the resource person of, oh, I need help finding this professional book because I was in the library. Or um, my computer's messed up. What do I need to do? Who do I need to call? And I was that liaison. Um, Back then, we we were called STCs or school technology coordinators. So it just kind of evolved into that. And sometimes, defaultly, whether they like it sometimes or not, the library media specialist becomes that person, which I thrived on. I loved being able to provide those resources. So as a former library media specialist that still helps in my role as a tech coach. You know, when I first became one of the tech coaches in my previous district, it was a new program. The media specialist was who I I drifted toward at the beginning to help get me into their school building and encourage their peers to bring me into their classroom.
1: I I find that the work that I do with my library media specialist is pure, right? Like if I go into a fifth grade classroom, I'm doing... Uh, i hate this term i'm doing tech skills through social studies right yes. but when i work with my lms and i'm doing lessons like we are literally saying how do you format a google doc and it's just that pure stuff because we know that yes. really that lms is also gearing things up you know they're teaching research they're teaching stem they're teaching uh search uh both of the capital and a lowercase s right like all these different things and we can have some fun with all that stuff so i i love all those things And I love being a part of his world. And I know in turn, he loves being a part of my world. Um, How can an LMS support a coach, Sue?
2: Well, I mean, in my experience, they're the ones who are there in the building every day. They're seeing the teachers. And in an elementary world, the teachers are bringing the kids to the library for fixed classes and they're talking and they kind of know what's going on or they're hearing from the students about what's going on or they're seeing the student able or not able to do this and so skill. So then they can bring it back to me as the coach and say, hey, I saw this going on. How can we work together to cover it? And that sometimes that ends up stemming from the library media center itself. Mm
1: I also look at this and say that the LMS is the special, if you will, in the department, right? They have to deal with every single teacher. So every teacher has to deal with the LMS, right? So quite oftentimes, a teacher comes to my LMS and says, hey, we're doing a project on science, right? And go get me some books. Great. Then I'm the one that's going to take that information and go into the classroom teacher even on their prep. Right. Cause I know when they don't have kids yes. and I said, so Sue, I heard you're doing things on science. What can we do together? I've got these great ideas, mm-hmm. right? So he feeds me information about what's happening in the classrooms. That means I can be prepared when I walk in versus walking in and saying, Sue, what are you doing this week? Right. Like, oh, yes. I just, you just get to the point, you know, what's happening. You know how to get there. Um, It really is a good relationship. I mean, knowing what's happening in those classrooms is good. On the flip side, knowing what's expected in those classrooms is even more important. And that's why having a great relationship with your building principal is also vital. Sue, talk to us a little bit about relationships that you've had with your building principal. How have they treated you? How have they set you up? How are they making sure that you're a part of the building family?
2: I've always been very fortunate where they have been an advocate, a champion for my role. And, you know, at the beginning of the year remind either having me speak at the beginning of the year staff meeting or introducing me, what have you. And they've been that champion for me um, as that coaching matters book um, talks about. So, so that's huge. And, but it takes work. It takes again, establishing that relationship. And when, you get that first job as a coach, it takes initiative from your end to go in and meet with that principal. So, you know, now at my current school system, um, in our elementary department, myself and our elementary curriculum specialist, we have a standing meeting each month with each elementary principal individually at each of our campuses. And that helps in them being able to say, what's going on with their teachers and anybody that we need to check on and vice versa, us being able to relay information to them face-to-face. And we, we communicate with email all the time, but that face-to-face meeting every month is huge. And we check in with them other times, obviously, when we're there from day to day.
1: I think one of the big things that an administrator can do is support a coach by setting up the position. We talk about this a lot here on the show. If a coach walks into a building as a coach, they know what they need to do. They understand coaching cycles. They understand support, mentorship, that whole deal. But if a principal does not set up the position, does not give the coach the time, right? We've all been the coach where you say, hi, my name is Jeff. I'm your coach. I'm looking forward to working with you. That's only about 30% of the conversation, right? Because the other 70 is the principal saying, you will be coached. I expect okay. you to be open too. I'm checking up on you to see that as opposed to, yeah, this is the coach. He'll be in the room. Thanks. Let's go to the next topic, right? It really is about setting up the relationship from the top down. And then you know, basically you have to open the door for your coach to then knock it down but if the relationships just starts with you know sue i'm supposed to be walking in and meeting with you and when can we meet together and how can we plan these things and you're like yeah i was never told to do that it ain't gonna happen
2: absolutely and,
1: and we have ahead.
2: yes it's just huge yeah. in that mutual um, putting the minds together and helping carry it out so i and in turn when you know you talk about how the coach can support the administrator, you know, having that clear vision and being able to carry it out easily with the teachers.
1: Going higher on the food chain, if you will, is our central office, right? And and not every coach gets a chance to work with central office, granted, not every district big enough to have robust central offices. You know, um, you know, my previous district that was building principal superintendent here in my current district, you got building principal, curriculum leader, curriculum leaders leader. Uh, right. You, you, you kind of have a lot more you know, middle administration in there. But when I'm looking at the role of a s- central office administrator, a curriculum leader, a department leader, They play a vital role in the success of what happens in the classroom when it comes to their relationship with coaches, right? If a curriculum leader approves a specific app, it's really imperative that the curriculum leader and the coach get together and say, these are the apps that we just approved. These are the reasons why. This is what we're doing. You know, a coach should never be in the position of hearing from a teacher. Oh, we just got Microsoft Word in. What do I do with it? Like they should always know this application does this. Here's how it works. Here's why it's here. And here's what they are expecting you to do. I'm here to support that. It should always be heard top down. It should never be heard bottom
2: up. Absolutely. Thinking back a few episodes ago when we discussed that roadmap in creating that strategy for your district.
1: Absolutely. You know, making sure that it's there. At the same time, the coach is always going to be that, you know, person in the classroom. I don't want to say reporting back to, but, you know, I like to talk to my curriculum leads and say, look, so and so's doing something really cool in their classroom maybe they can lead the next pd or hey this group of teachers is really having a hard time can we get them some support or can you share with me additional resources or is it okay and i, I know i was phrased it as do you mind if i reach out to the app company the, the exactly. curriculum you know, can i be that conduit that's going to help get the vision out because if not you've got a central office person with a vision and a mission, but there's no connection to what's happening in the classroom because the classroom teacher just gets do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really we're the ones in the classrooms trying to make sense of it all. So I feel that it's important for coaches to not un- only understand the what and the how, but also the why.
2: Absolutely. It, I mean, and that's where the coach comes in is to help make that vision clear you know, as, as they get it from the top, being able to make it, break it down for the teacher into manageable chunks of times and tasks.
1: The last two relationships, I feel, are ones that aren't talked about a lot in coaching, right? The IT department plays a vital role in the success of a coach. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute. How does that work? Yes, You've heard me say this many times on this show. When when I'm describing my position to a teacher or to an administrator, I always say, "If it has a plug and it's broken, that's your IT staff. If you if it has a plug and you want to know how to use it, that's on me." But it still has to do with something that has a plug, right? Like it's the what is it? How do I? I can't show you how to use something if it's broken. Right. And broken could be a screen, a key, a a power source, a Wi-Fi access, uh, whatever it happens to be. Right. I wrote a blog post a few months, years ago, uh, basically describing it this way. Your coaching department is your offense. Right. Like we are here to help move the ball forward. We know what the game plan is. We know what the game plan is in the classroom. That's your standards. That's your curriculum. That's your, you know, all those different wonderful things. Our job is to move the offense and move the ball forward. Your IT department is your defense, right? They're the ones to stop the viruses. They're the ones to stop the, the, uh, the, the, the spamming, the, the comments, the, all the bad things that happen. Right. Yes. And if you look at it as a football team, yes, throughout the week when you're planning for the next game, you're mostly working with your offense or you're mostly working with your defense, but occasionally you have to have a meeting to get your offense and defense together. And for that, I say your building coach needs to be BFFs with your technicians.
2: Yeah. One thing that we do in my school system, we we have, instead of calling them meetings, we have what we call, um, times of knowledge transfer, whether it's via zoom, because we all can't get together face to face, but we, um, talk about, you know, from our it director, he tells us, okay, I'm wanting to do this, this, and this, what can you all do to support me? What can I do to support you? And we go vice versa. So knowledge transfer.
1: I like that idea. I I'm trying to come up with the acronym for all of that stuff. That's pretty cool. When in in my situation, you know, like in my particular position, I'm in one building. Our technician has like three or four buildings. I love it when that technician walks in the building and we connect. Right? Hi, I'm here. I know I have these tickets, but what else is there available? Right? Because yes, not because not not every teacher has a chance to put in a ticket. Uh, maybe you know, an hour ago you noticed that something needed fixing and it didn't have time for that ticket yet, or maybe you know, look. I, can you just give you five minutes just to go in and check something out if needed we'll put the official ticket into so that way it's recorded but really Absolutely. you are the one in the classroom you are the one noticing these things you know hey so so and so's bored you know the bulb isn't burnt out yet but do you have another one and being in contact with those technicians not only as they're in the building but as you know, they're preparing to come into the building. Hey, Sue, you know, I need this cable. Do you have one at central office? Can you bring one out? Which is a lot better than waiting for, for the you know, Sue, the technician, to come into my room and say, did you bring one? Do you have one? Making sure that everyone is out there. At the same time, the IT department needs to be supporting our coaches because they're the ones in the big meetings. You know, hey, we're doing a software update this weekend. Make sure your email says turn everything off or else – you know, Monday it's going to take an hour and a half to boot yes. everything up again, right? Like, so your IT department knows when, like, you know, when Windows gets updated, when Chromebooks need to get restarted, when there's a battery issue, they probably know before you do when uh, technology is being purchased. Like, hey, we just bought a thousand Chromebooks, look out for these things, as opposed to you turning around and they're at your doorstep, right? Absolutely. So it it, it is a cousin relationship. Because, again, you've got that, uh, that offense and defensive thing going on where we just need to all work together and be on that same team.
2: Very much, very much. And, you know, it's just huge to connect ever so often. And, you know, don't be afraid to talk to them. They, they're not going to bite you.
1: <laughs> you hope not. No, you hope not, right? And, and the and the best thing I I you know I like doing this for all of my techs, but you know we we talk to our boss and say you know hey Sue came in and did an amazing job. I'm so thankful that she's my tech, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the best thing I think yes. a coach can do, right? And the same thing, you know, the IT person can go up, you know, go up the ladder and go, you know, we we go into these buildings and I don't see any problems because the tech, you know, the the, the coach just helps us get things done quickly. Like I'm not in a building for two hours wondering what it is. The coach has a list for me. We're here, we're working, we know what to do. It's a good relationship. Right. We want to hear what you guys think about this. We have one more relationship to talk about, but if you have any thoughts on this, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. And we'd love to have you guys head on over to AskTheTechCoach.com and join one of our two instructional coaching programs these are free these are Facebook groups LinkedIn groups we've got hundreds of coaches already in there and we would love to have you as part of the conversation head on over to askthetechcoach.com and join our instructional coaches groups today Sue, we've talked about teacher relationships LMS relationships building administrator relationships central office administrator relationships IT department relationships Let's start to talk a little bit about students. Why is the coach and the student such a vital relationship for the community and for each other?
2: Well, obviously, and ultimately, the students are why all of us are there. You know, back to all of that listing of people that we've talked about and we alluded to earlier, we're all there for the same goal, and that is to teach our students, make them successful lifelong citizens, you know, using the curriculum standards to teach them. So, you know, those students are why we are all there. And, you know, as the coach, if we, whether we're directly or indirectly involved with students, we are there to make those teachers effective teachers to make those students effective learners.
1: Absolutely. Again, you know, we mentioned it earlier, you are the advocate right? To steal a line from Paul Heyman. You are the advocate for these students. They need to understand the collaboration, the communication, the critical thinking. Your role as a coach is to help bring those types of lessons in and to assist in the process of getting the school to design those types of higher level thinking learning uh, units. They depend on you to go in there and do that. You're also you know, I'll say it the wrong way here. You're the fun one that comes in. And, hey, today we're going to do video and today we're going to make a book and today we're going to like, they should be looking forward to having you in the classrooms as something a little different. They should be going to the teachers and saying, when is Mr. Bradbury coming back in? We loved it last week when he was doing whatever with us.
2: Yes, that's definitely good on the ego as a coach when a student spots you. I was in a fifth grade classroom on Friday of last week and a fifth grader said, you're the one that did the escape room with us. And I'm like, yes, we've done that before. And so they remember you for those activities because you've been in there coaching the teachers through those.
1: And in turn, being that advocate, a coach needs to understand that everything is connected in our classrooms. In my previous district, when I was the only coach, I had in my head a digital learning roadmap. And I knew that if I really focused hard on, let's just say Google Slides in sixth grade, next year, there'll be seventh graders. And I can start doing you know, slide-based, presentation-based, animation-based lesson plans with those seventh grade teachers because their kids already knew what those technologies were and how to use it. And I mapped that entire you know middle school and high school roadmap of if I take every grade and I focused on one or two skills, not tools, skills, yes. then by the time that they would reach up to their higher grades, they were good. And I was feeling good about that. And I never really shared that with anybody. It wasn't like I walked into your class and said, Hey, you're in seventh grade. You need to use, it wasn't like that but if you know if sue came to me and said i've got this social studies thing what do you suggest i would push them in a certain direction and see where the conversation went and obviously you know adjust accordingly but knowing that you're building a relationship in your head between the grades that's an important skill, right? Because teachers are saying, I need this lesson tomorrow. What do you got? And I'm going, oh, great. But that's going to connect to the next chapter, going to connect to the next unit, going to connect to the next grade, going to connect to the next building and making sure that everything is all cohesive. And you really are building a digital literacy curriculum over the course of a bunch of years.
2: Well, yeah, very true. And the bottom line to all of this, no matter which group of people you're talking about, is as a coach, get in there, develop those relationships, whether it just starts with a little bit of small talk, but get in there and get those relationships developed, and you will be successful, and then you will help everyone else be successful in your endeavors.
1: We want to hear what you want to think about this topic. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We would also love to have you on this show. If you are in any of these positions, coaches, administrators, eh, or even a student, we would love to have you invited onto here to talk a little bit about how you're building your relationships with your coaches, for your coaches, and around your coaches. This is episode number 177. Sue, what is going on this week on Tech Imaginations?
2: Um, I've got some new videos coming out talking about Google Slides and Jamboard backgrounds and all of that good stuff. So working through those, you'll see those on my YouTube channel this week.
1: That is awesome and there's a lot more stuff over on teacher cast we've been putting out our newsletters on like saturdays sometimes sundays and we've also started to segment more so that way if you're an instructional coach you've got a lot of great stuff i am also excited that this week on january 25th i'll be giving my first isti webinar all about coaching dashboards coaching uh record keeping um, anything that has to do with you know making a dashboard taking notes I got a lot of good stuff on there. You can find out more over at askthetechcoach.com. And, of course, we've been putting it out on the newsletter, so don't forget to hit that stop button. We've got a lot of great stuff happening this year on Ask the Tech Coach, and we hope that you guys are enjoying this show. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. And, of course, share this network with your instructional coach friends. And that wraps up episode number 177 of Ask the Tech Coach. On behalf of Sue and everybody, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions
0: with your students.